Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. So last week we kicked off, go ahead and grab your your paper, get your iPhone ready to take some notes. This is going to be good. This is the second part of the series and this talk um, that we've been uh, unpacking, um, and I entitled it Dreaming Big. Everybody say Dreaming Big. Dream Big. So I'm like, why do you keep telling us to to say this and say that? Because it's called an interactive message. Amen? I think too many times we come in and, well, preacher, you just, you say what you're supposed to say, and if I like it, I'll receive it, and if I don't, well, I won't ever see you again. <laughs> Nobody in this house, though, right? No. I, I just believe that it's an interactive message. When we get interactive with the message, when we get interactive with God's Word, and we allow it to become alive in our hearts and in our lives, that our lives will be forever changed. Amen? I believe that with all uh, my heart. Something that I really wanted you to, um, to be reminded of right off the bat, and I opened up last week with this very thing, and it's this, this simple, this simple statement, and you've heard it before, and if you have, it, it, it bears being repeated, and that is this, you were created by God. You were created by God. Now, I understand there may, not may, you have some DNA in you that came from your mama and your daddy, but the Bible tells us that you were created in the image of God. So for those of us like myself who complain about certain features that we have, things we wish we could change, things we could lift up, things, right, all those things, look, God made you just like you are. You are one of a kind. He did not cause an accident. He didn't forget to put a little bit more thicker glue on top of Pastor B's head to keep that stuff. No, 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 no. He only made a few perfect heads. And the rest, he just covered with hair. So this is perfect. This is perfect hair. That was an old preacher joke. Sorry, I had to go back for that one. But um, it's true. God created you on purpose. And he put purpose inside of you. And that's probably the number one question in churches that you get as a pastor in leadership is, is what's my purpose and how do, how do I find my purpose? In Jeremiah, God says, before I formed you, I knew you. So when God created you, he put purpose on the inside of you. He formed you and he knew you. Amen? So if you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Acts Chapter 2, I want to read this uh, just to kind of dive back in as we begin unpacking the rest of this talk. Um, Acts chapter 2, one of the ways that that God reveals to us our purpose or his purpose and his plan for us is through dreams and visions. And again, dream is not what you do when you go night night and you know, you, 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 you believe you're going to win the lottery and all those things. Now, granted, if you do win the lottery... We're trying to build a church, by the way. I just thought I'd throw that out there and just see how I slid that in there. Some of y'all like, that was too far, preacher. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Because the Bible says that he, that he has stored up the wealth of the wicked for us, for the just. That's us. Right? So I would take a check from the devil any day to help advance the kingdom of God. I know that's probably too much. Like, preacher, you, 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 you're getting too close. You're talking about money. I, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Amen? 
And it won't be too long before we start seeing ground breaking and concrete going in the ground for footers and foundations being laid. The foundation's already being laid, by the way, because the foundation has to start in the spirit before it ever gets started on the, on the, on the acreage. Amen? Are you there yet? Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says this, in the last days, everybody say last days. Hot news flash. If you wonder if we're in that, we are. Just turn on the news channel of your choice and you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are living in the last days. It says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Now, remember, because so many times I used to think, okay, as I was growing up, the vision, that's for me and the dreams are for my dad because my dad, you know, he was much older than me, right? Well, Older, I'm sorry, older, right? And so, uh, I, but we, we kind of we looked at this last week. Old is not a number. Old is a mentality. Because you can be a teenager. I've seen some teenagers. They, they, they think they're not, not mine, my, my girls. But they think because there's something different in their DNA. We have an expectation that they can't walk around the house and be lazy. Come on, somebody. Where's my parents at? I'm just trying to stoke that fire a little bit. But, but, but there, there's something about you can see a child or a teenager who, who, who's, who's an old soul, right? Just, just, just real slow. But you got some of them, those other guys that are, that are up in age. Where's all my up in age people? Yeah, and you got some fire in you. Let me, I almost called somebody out because they got fire in them, but I didn't want it to look like I was talking about age. But listen, you can, it doesn't matter what your age is. <laughs> I, there's a song, I think it's Tarn Wells, that says, if you're not dead, God's not done. If you're still here, if you're still sucking oxygen, if that heart's still beating in that chest, God has a purpose and a plan, and he wants you to fulfill the mission of God for your life, for your family, and for the kingdom of God here on earth. Amen? Amen, amen. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. You'll prophesy. That just means that you'll begin, because we put a lot of emphasis on that, uh, the prophetic, and I, and, I, and I fully believe in the prophetic gifting. But what, what he's meaning here is you'll prophesy, meaning you'll just begin to talk future talk. Talk about your future based on what God's word says your future should look like. Amen. And then he says, you'll have visions. That just means you're going to start seeing your future the way God wants you to see your future. And you're going to begin dreaming dreams, which means you're going to have a holy or God-driven imagination for your future. Remember the little boy I told you last week, I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he said, I want to be a fire truck. I was like, no, buddy, you mean you're a fireman. No, Pastor B, I want to be a fire truck. I want to be the transformer. I want to roll up in it. That was last week. I'm not going to redo all that. But it's an imagination. And see, when, when, when we begin having God dreams, everybody say God dreams. How many knows your dreams and your purpose sometimes looks a little different than what God wants for you, right? Yeah. And so, but when we have a holy or a God-driven imagination about our future, that's when the God dream or dreaming dreams God's way begins to take shape in your life. The purpose of this talk is to speak directly to those of you in the room and those listening by podcast that maybe you've never really had a dream or a vision for your life, hear me, this is what I want to say to you, it's time to start dreaming. I also want to speak directly to those of you in the room who've had a dream, but somewhere along the line, your passion and the fire for that dream has went out. To you, I say, it's time to dream again. And then I also believe there's some others in the room that, excuse me, that have forgotten your dream. You've forgotten the thing, there's, a, there's an old saying, don't forget, uh, don't forget in the dark what God told you in the light. 
When every, what's the light? That's when everything's gravy. Everything's cool, right? But then we get into a dark place and we forgot the dream. We forgot the vision. We forgot God's plan. We forgot that he has a purpose for me. We forgot that he put you in that house with that spouse and, 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 and gave you those kids, which are gifts. We forget that because we're too focused on all the darkness. I got to see what I got to see. No, 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 no. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. So if you're waiting for the next move to be when you can see, you've already missed it because God is asking you to, to trust him every step of the way. Amen? Amen. I truly believe that. So what's a God dream? What's a God dream? A God dream is a picture of what it could be and should be, what your life could be and what it should be. It's awfully hard to have a God dream when you're replaying the reels of past failures. This is what God gave me this morning. It's hard, to, it's hard to dream a God dream when all I'm doing is putting up the highlight reel of all my past failures and mistakes. Let me go even deeper. Because a lot of times I'm like, wow, God, that was good. And I said the same thing this morning. I was like, oh, God, that's good. I can put it in my notes. And he said, oh, yeah, but Bradley. It's also hard to have a God dream when all you're doing is replaying past hurts, past disappointments, the loss of your parents. It's hard to have a God dream when you're all, all, you're, all you're facing and all you're, whatever you focus on, that's what comes into view. Whatever you focus on, that's what comes into view. So you want to know where I've been? I've been thinking about hurt. I've been thinking about stuff because we're coming up on the anniversary next Sunday of Robin's passing and then three weeks later, dad. So I know where the funk has come from. And remember what I, I said it, I said it earlier. When we lose focus of what God is calling us and leading us and guiding us and directing us to do, when we lose focus of that, that means we're clearly focusing on something else. And it will affect your health. I'm putting stuff on and, 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 and watching blood pressure go crazy and, and feeling lightheaded because I'm focusing on something else. What are you focusing on today? It's, got, it's time for us as the body of Christ to reshift our focus and let's get, let's, 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 God, help me to dream again. Help me to remember that thing that you, you've called me to do. Don't just go through the life on autopilot. Because you may wreck your life. So what's a God dream supposed to look like in my life? Listen, the way a God dream works is when I use my gifts and my talents. This is a God dream. When I use my gifts and my talents and my desires, not only to experience success. How many want to be successful in your job? You want your bank account to show it's successful, right? A God dream, the way it works is when I use my gifts, talents, and desires to not only experience success and blessings in my own life, but when I use those things to expand the kingdom of God here on the earth. It's awfully quiet in here today. I'm hoping that's because you're taking this in. Listen, it's me taking everything that God has given me and I give it a kingdom purpose. You plumb. Not your plum. I like plums. Amy likes those green plums. That she tries to convince me that green plums. Y'all like green plums? That's that's a plum that's not ripe. 
I like the purple plums. And when you bite into it, that's the plum. But you like, you, you plum. Use what the talent and the, and the gifting that God is in the skill set and, and help to further the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not talking about tithes and offerings, so everybody settle down. I know I shouldn't even brought the money thing because y'all think. I'm saying, what, and you've told me this before. I'm, just, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you, you told me this, that you have felt like God has led you to people's homes. And yes, you did a job plumbing, right? But there was something else. There was another transaction that, that happened. Well, we, we gave to, to, the young, to, to Damon, right? God, God wants to use where you are and where, what you're working, your skill set. He wants to use that to further the kingdom. What's that? That's not just money so we can build a church. That's, that's how, what's his kingdom about? His kingdom is about people, hurting people, loving on people. Showing that I can be a truck driver and my truck's shiny. It got that cool horn on it. It's, 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 it's standing out. Right? That's a cool conversation piece. Again, I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but I'm just watching how God's working this thing through my notes. It's a conversation piece. Is that the only truck you had? No, let me tell you about this truck. Man, how do you... Well, I, I'm faithful. I, I do this. and I, God wants to use where you are, whether it's rolling into a truck stop to grab a Snickers bar and a Dr. Pepper. I don't know if I'm telling on him, Sarah. He, I don't know if that's his, that's his go-to. But there's a smile, there's an exchange other than money across that counter, right? Every single moment of every single day is a moment that you can be advancing the kingdom instead of your own kingdom. Your, your kingdom is, well, who's going to come and smile at me because I'm having a bad day? I, I know all about it. I had one this week. Several days, my wife would tell you, cranky, ill, ornery, I knew it, and I could not shake it. I'm just being transparent today. Y'all can sit there and look like the perfect perfect church. God has a dream for you. So so the first point that I gave you last week, then we're going to keep on moving. First point that I gave you, everybody say, dream dream big. Dream big. Name nothing that God does, small. Nothing. Nothing. Dream big. Here's the first point I gave you is it's not too late to dream big. No matter what your age is, it's not too late. Listen, if you hear anything that sounds like an excuse to not dream big, or better yet, not to dream at all, just know that this is not God's plan for your life, and that is not the voice of God. That is the voice of the enemy. Well, I don't have, I don't have the, the, the... Listen, I don't have the money to help that person or to give that person uh, uh, money at the stoplight in Gainesville. Listen, if I looked at what I had to meet all the needs of, of what's going on in the world, I would say, well, I just don't have... No, but, but, but withholding what you do have to help one. I'm talking real life stuff now. What's the voice of the enemy sound like? Sounds like this. You're too old to dream. God's not going to use you. Just, just hold on. We got Miss, Miss Pearly. Miss Pearl. I love that. When I saw that on some of our stuff coming through, Miss Pearly. Miss Pearl sitting at the guest service desk with a beautiful smile. It don't matter what age you got, what, where, where you at off your, your birth certificate. Can you put a smile on your face? Some of y'all need to try that out at the house before you come serve in, the, in, in, the, in this house, right? You need to work on how do you get, get that smile. And I know what it's like. I felt it today. 
even today, the day I'm supposed to get up and encourage you. I just wanted to stay at the house. I had to get back there behind that curtain. There's a, there's a, there's a full-length mirror so I can make sure everything's like supposed to be. And then there's a picture of dad on the wall. Sometimes you got to look at yourself and you go, you were created for this. You were built for this. And you were built for the dream that God has put inside of you. The purpose that God has put there. Don't let that purpose die on the, don't make it to heaven. Well, will I go to hell? No, 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 no. But you're going to give an account. There's stories in the Bible. You're going to give an account for what you chose, you refused to do with God, what God put inside of you. Voice of the enemy sounds like all this dreaming stuff, man. He's just wired. He's crazy. That's, that's, that's not for you. That's for somebody else. You made too many mistakes in your life. You ever heard that one? You made too many mistakes for God to use you or God to put a dream and actually birth it in you at this age. And then what do we do? We fall into a routine. And we risk ruining our life. Listen, anything or anybody that tries to shut down God's vision or God's plan for your life should be avoided. Anything or anybody that tries to shut down God's dream and God's purpose and his plan for your life should be avoided. Yes, I said it. (laughs) What's that, TikTok? Run. Yeah, run. The second thing, may you hear that. May you hear that. Run. When you see that that dream killer. See, God, the, the enemy knows you got a dream in you, and he'll send, God, he'll send, he'll send dream killers in your, in your path. He'll send, he'll send uh, 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 thoughts that are dream killers, too. I was trying to get that right. It ain't got to be a person. Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. I put, the, I put the, y'all remember the old, y'all remember the old pictures uh, at the movie theater when it was reel to reel and that little thing right through there, right? Sometimes I put the reels on and play what I want my life. I put them on there because I want to feel the hurt. I want to remember. I'm just telling you where I've been this week. Maybe y'all are a lot further than me. <laughs> Listen, second thing you need to know about having a God dream and dreaming big, second point, a God dream is going to stretch your faith. <laughs> a God dream, get ready, a God dream is going to stretch your faith. You remember that series that I preached, um, Stretch for More? I think we actually made bracelets that stretched for more. <laughs> we're in the more right now. Those of you that were here during that time, we are in, when we said stretch as God for more, we are in more right now. And it requires my faith to be stretched. Why? Because a God dream comes from God. It's the difference between what you want and what God wants. And if a God dream comes from God, then it means that a God dream must be sustained by God. So I got to take my hands off the, 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 the property. It's, it's his. It's his dream. I can't worry about inflation and, and who's going to do what. Because the, if it's God's dream, it, it must be. It can only be sustained by God. I can't. It's too big. I can't, I can't do that on my own. 
So, so let, me, let me say this about vision and dreams. If the dream and vision for your life that you have, that you have for your life, if it does not scare you, it is not God's dream. It is not God's dream. It's got to scare the hell out of you. The life that God has for you is going to put a demand on your faith to believe him. Remember what I've always said. He will not give you a life that makes him irrelevant. Write this down. A God dream will, will both stretch your faith and give you hope simultaneously. As a God dream. It can, oh my gosh. We're going to get 12 acres. And the money, we raised the money for 12 acres. Paid cash. Right? It, it's, it's, it's God's dream. And, and it gives me hope. But it will also stretch my faith because how many knows we don't have $3.5 million to put a building on it yet? <laughs> it will give you hope. God's dream will give you hope and it will put a demand on your faith all at the same time. All at the same time. This should be encouraging because we, we're like, well, if, if, it, if it's a God dream, then it must going to be easy. No. It, it's going to be hard. So it pushes us and positions us to put ourselves at his feet and trust him rather than put myself at someone else's feet and trust them. I've seen too many pastors who, who get caught up in who writes the checks, right? And when the check writer leaves, oh my gosh, let me tell you something. <laughs> God is in control. He, I'm really trying, I'm not, I, I don't want people to think I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on finances today because I'm not. Like, that's not, that's not, my, that's not any what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say, I'm using that as a relevance because that's where we are as a ministry. Not that we have any, any crazy needs, but at the beginning of the year, they, they upped our rent here. And then try to, try to say we're going to have to put a 10-ton a, a uh, 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 by, by them an AC unit. Nada. My hope was, God said, I'll take care of it. So I, I was trusting him, but it also put a demand on my faith. Let me keep moving. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to be relative, but I can only use the things that goes on in my head. What goes on in yours? What things are you believing God for? That Oh, my gosh, that's great. It's, it's hope. It's, it's amazing. But it's also putting a demand on your faith. Let me get out of this ditch. I feel like I bogged real quick. A God dream must be sustained by God. A God dream will stretch your faith and give you hope. It will stretch your faith right now, but it will also give you hope for the future. Everybody say vision. Proverbs 29, 18. I don't even know if this one's going to be on the screen, but it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. There's another translation that says, that interchanges perish for cast off restraint. How many like Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, so does your pastor. When I walk in there, there is no restraint. If the hot sign's on, everything you got. <laughs> right? But without a vision, I cast off restraint. See, I, I can't go in there and get whatever I want. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Listen, that word vision translate to vision. The word vision better translates to a prophetic understanding, a vision, a prophetic insight, vision, and a prophetic picture, vision. 
There's another translation that puts it this way. If you don't know what God is doing, like that's what vision is. It's what is God doing? What, 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 he's saying what can it be and what should it be? I'm talking about you having a vision for your life. The Bible says if you have, if you have no vision, you perish. What's that mean? It means to lose control or to lose restraint because I no longer have a vision for where I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Everybody say, you got to have a vision. You see this, and I've seen this before with people who have been employed or, or they, they serve at a church and, and they're on staff at a church, and then I've seen them no longer be on staff, and they went crazy and you're like, what the heck just happened? Like, this was the person I would have never thought that, that that's what, right? I'll tell you what happened. They had no vision for their, their life. They served a vision. But they didn't have a vision. That's why it's important that you have a vision for your life. And there is one. That's why I'm trying to stir this a little bit. All right, let me dig a little deeper. The clearer your vision is, the more restraint and self-control you're going to be able to, to have. Everybody buckle in because it's getting ready to get real tight in here. <laughs> let me break this down. You can say no to temptation over here because you see the vision of where you're going. But when you lose the vision, the temptation is harder to say no to. It's the vision that gave you the ability to say no. Uh, okay. Or I wrote it down this way. The cloudier the vision becomes, the more tempting that becomes. The cloudier this becomes, the more tempting. I don't know what your this is. But if you don't have this, then you're, you're surrendering to this. All right, let me, let, me, let me dig a little deeper. Ladies, you're good. Gentlemen, <laughs> I can't speak for the ladies, but I can speak for men. Fellas, this is why it's so important that you and I have a vision, because for us, we are completely moved by sight. <laughs> I didn't expect to get an amen, but maybe one. I got one from a man. <laughs> the men are like, uh, where are you going? Listen, we are completely visual. Now, I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but as men, we can walk through a mall and a girl walk by, married men, and a girl walk by and us go, <laughs> somebody say, oh, that don't happen. Then you ain't a real man. You better check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Pastor Jensen called it the bounce. I'd be a fool to say I don't see her. But I'd be a fool to stay there. Okay, okay. I didn't want y'all to think I was one of them pastors. Listen. What am I saying? You need to have a vision that's stronger than your sight. Somebody better write that down. That, that, that right there will preach. 
You need to have a vision for your life that is stronger than the temptation. Let me tell you something. The enemy's got loads of strength, powerful temptations. But your vision must be stronger than your temptation. Listen, and we're not just visual sexually. (laughs) No, we want the newest truck. We want the newest boat. We want the newest gun. Can't get an amen. I didn't think I'd get one. We want the newest riding mower. We don't want, we don't want, we want that zero turn, right? I got a John Deere. I got an, I got a nice zero turn. My neighbor, he's like, he's like pushing 80 and he just moved into the house. His wife left him. I got to be careful. He, he, he He went last week for back surgery. And he got nobody to take care of him. And he's out there. It's like we're on a mission to whose yard can look the best. Like, like that's me and him. So, so I told him, I said, hey, while you're gone, I, I, got your, I got your yard. He's like, well, I got you a key and everything. He said, you can use my hustler. It's a wider cut. It's a lot faster. I mowed my yard and his last week in an hour and a half. <laughs> I've all but went on Google to see how much it is so I can trade that John Deere why? Because we're visual. Oh, I was, I, was, I was riding proud as everybody was driving by to take their kids to the elementary school. Uh, yeah, that's me on a hustler. My little John Deere's over in the shed. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, let me keep moving. We want the bigger television set. Why? Because we're visual. You don't need a 100-inch TV on your wall, and all the ladies said. You don't need a 90-inch TV on your, in your bedroom, and all the ladies said. <laughs> give you that little night y'all remember the little 19 inch we can't even see it unless you're sitting two feet away from it and she's like wait a minute that's what i had in my in my bedroom for years <laughs> we did didn't we that was a big screen listen if we do this men and men and women If we base our life on sight rather than a vision, we will end up doing this, building our entire life around sight and not vision. I will build my entire life. I'll build an arsenal. I'll have a garage full of hustlers. Hustlers. I'll have have all them... But I will build my life around things that I can show off to all my buddies. Instead of being proud of the journey that God is leading me because of faithfulness and the vision. Y'all still good? Which one? If we base our vision on sight rather than, uh, on sight rather than the vision, I- I'll build my whole life. If I don't have a clear direction and vision, I'll build my whole life on what I can see rather than what I can't. And that's faith. I, I didn't, didn't give it the same way, but that's faith. And it's impossible to please God without faith. God don't care. 
I mean, if you desire the 20 inch or 20, if you desire the 60 inch TV, God will give you the desires of your heart, but use the things that God has blessed you. God, I'm, I'm believing, I'm believing for a, a new TV. Well, great. You get one and now, now nobody can come to your house to, to do an R group with you and ha- watch a football game. That's how our groups, huh? I'll push it a step further. God, I, I need a, I'm believing for a flexible job and so I can have Sundays off. And then, and then when you get Sundays off, you're no longer able to serve anywhere because that's your time. I got to keep my mind and my sight set on God's vision for my life and where he's taking me. Let me say this and I'll move on. Most people sabotage their life because of lack of vision. Most people will sabotage their life because they have no vision. See, I see that I see her in the mall, just like the other men in here. But the the vi- I must see the vision. There's a responsibility that I see the vision. You're that responsibility. If I take my eyes off the responsibility and the vision, sure, I become susceptible to temptation. Okay, lastly, wow. The final thing you need to know about having a God dream or a vision for your life is this. Your vision must be connected to the kingdom. That does not mean we all have to be missionaries. It does not mean we all have to be pastors and worship leaders. No. But whatever your dream and vision is, it must be connected to the kingdom. I've got to be connected to kingdom purpose. I'm going to go back to Brody. You do that. Every year. Twice a year. Easter, your truck becomes the stage. Your truck also rolls us down 19, loaded full of bikes. That's connected to kingdom purpose. You're taking your dream to drive that truck, but you're connecting it to kingdom purpose. I love you, by the way. Listen, there must be a God factor to the dream and vision that you have. What's that look like? It's got to be connected to the, here, here it is. What, what, what is being connected to the kingdom look like? It's being connected to the house of God and being connected to the next generation. Whoever's coming next. Now, if you're in here, you say, well, I'm, I'm 19, I'm 20. And you say, well, I'm the next. No, you're not. Who's coming next? Who's coming next? Adults, who's walking in the church next Sunday who's never been here before? Okay, you follow me? The dream is not just to succeed. That's the American dream, to succeed, yes? But the dream is to succeed in what matters. The things of this world will pass away, but my word will remain. My kingdom, his kingdom, will remain. That's the kingdom that matters. Okay? The, the dream is not to be successful and famous. The dream is not to have more likes and TikToks and all of that. That's not the dream. That's what the world tells you is, is, that's important. Let me give you a few examples of what a God dream looks like and how it affects the kingdom. Here, ready? I'm almost done. When Joseph dreamed, it was so that the people could be spared from famine. When Solomon dreamed, it was to lead the people well. 
And when Jacob dreamed, it was to build God a house. The dreams did not end with them. The dreams flowed through them. We're not building a church so that we can say we built a church. We're building a church so that when we're gone, there's a place of refuge. And my prayer, my prayer, I've never even said this from the platform. My prayer is that when I, my time is done, that somebody, will, somebody else will come into this spot that will not move the vision and will be concerned with the exact same things, the kingdom and the next generation. That's what this ministry was founded on. Who's coming next? And that started playing out in more reality in 2014 when dad brought our family here. Who's coming next? So you got to ask yourself, how does my dream affect my world? How does my vision, if you're thinking about your dream and your vision, your purpose, how does that affect my world? And how does my passion affect my world? And how does my gifts, talents, and abilities that God gave me, how, does, how do they affect those around me? Listen, it can't just end, it can't just end with us making us better. It's got to flow through us. In closing, let me talk about the house of God and the next generation. And Adam's going to come and bless us in just a minute. What are we talking about? Philippians 4.15. Philippians 4.15 says this. This is Paul. As you know, you Philippians, he's talking to the church at Philippi, where the, excuse me, you Philippians were the only one, ones who gave me financial help. Now think about this. Out of all the churches in the New Testament, at that point, only one had connected with kingdom. Out of all the other churches recorded in scripture, Paul said, you're the only one. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of a church that's one. I want to be a part of that one church that's part of the kingdom. I say it all the time. We're not about building a a building. We're about building people. Here's what Paul was saying. You connected who you were and what you did to the kingdom. He was talking about finances. But... I want to share the story, Salgado. Uh, a f- several years ago, we had um, the Salgados that came there from the Dominican Republic. They're, um, uh, they're um, missionaries. And I'm, I'm very um, obedient because when you give in here, we give back. Like that's just, that's, I mean, <laughs> the word, word works for y'all, but it also works for the ministry. And... And so I'm very selective on where those funds go. And sometimes there's a change and, and we'll, we'll start blessing where the need is. And so for a couple of years, we had not um, been uh, giving towards that particular ministry. And I had seen some things and I know that Antonio has been under attack. Like for real, like family transportation 
he's now working a full-time job as the director of, a, of an orphanage. And I'm sure he would be okay with me sharing less than $900 a month. He also adopted a child from there and is not even able to come back to the States because he can't get the green card or what's needed for um, for him, his little boy, to come back. So he's there. We gave last month and we turned around and gave again this month and I got a voicemail message from him. I, I was coming back from Gainesville when he, he, he did it through Facebook Messenger and I stopped it where Adam's the school he's working at. And the one phrase, he was just broken. I wish I had prepared it for you to hear. Just in tears. And he said, thank you, brother. He said, you saved my life. You saved my life. And we come in here and fuss because the air sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not and he said there and the thing that got me was he said there's another brother in um i don't know if it was ecuador there's something there's another place that he he gives from their ministry to another ministry and he said i haven't been able to do it he said and my brother he said he's a machine he preaches everywhere he said this is what antonio's telling me on the on the phone he said He's starving to death, and I can't even help. We're connecting what we have and who we are, and we're building the kingdom. The kingdom it just isn't being built in Chiefland. It's being built on the other side of the world. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and I'm done 11 says this but that is the time to be careful beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord listen it's got to affect the next generation and then I can just flip over and read it verse 18 says remember the Lord your God he is the one who gives you the power to be successful take what you have and who you are and connect it with the kingdom and who's coming next we don't even know who 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 he's who who Antonio is affecting in the orphanage who's he whose life he's impacting but you and I we have a part of that we may never meet these these kids but we're having a part because we're sustaining. See, the God's dream will be sustained by God. Antonio doesn't have anything to worry about. And we're sustaining him to be there, to have an impact in the next generation. So oh, I said all that to say, the dream and vision is for you, yes, but it's also for the next generation. I'm through when I tell you this, Adam. It was said during the grand opening of Disney World in Orlando, a friend of Walt's wife, who her name was Lillian Disney, her friend leaned over to her at the grand opening and said, you know, I wish Walt would have seen this. To which Lillian said, 
he did. That's why we're here. He saw it. I want that to be said about my life. He saw it. When we get ready to build the church, I've been bothered by the fact that my dad isn't here to see it. But he saw it. He saw it. And that's why we're here. Can that be said about you? What are people going to say about your life? What are people going to say about my life? Can that be your story? And can that be your testimony? And that's my prayer for you. As that your life would be a life that is dreaming big. We don't have to know all the what's and how's. All we got to know is who. And I'm not trying to tug on your emotions with my parents. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to navigate this the best way that I can. But I want it to be said. One day, not so people can call my name, but that people can call his name, Jesus. And they say he ran after the vision. He saw it. And that's why we're here. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.